Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC. I know, you're hearing my voice, but don't worry, Ben's here. He's just a little froggy. I'm here. Oh my gosh. Slowly dying. No, I'm fine. I My voice is used. It's like a used car right now. It's just like, it's got spirit and jest. That's not a, a good word to use there, but uh, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like you have what I had like a week ago. Well, I hope nothing's going around. I know. I know. I think something is, but you know. But it's not that something. No, it's not that something. So you're, you're good, and you're not going to get close contact just listening to us. That's right. It's the beauty of podcast. That world, is actually. not how this works. But uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're hanging in there, uh, excited about week two of the college football season because we're taking the show on the road. <laughs> That's right. And by saying taking the show on the road, literally our lives, not this show in particular, we don't plan to record no, on our journeys uh, as, definitely we're, not doing that. as we're headed to Lexington. Although uh, I am getting the chance to go to the Kentucky-Missouri game, the only conference game mm-hmm. on, the, on the slate this weekend. And honestly, I'd say one of the more exciting ones. Yeah, there's not much. I yeah. mean, just looking at our schedule this weekend, there's really not a whole lot going on that bears a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say there's like three games and the rest of them are like, meh. Before we get into that, I did kind of want to talk about the old Miss game because yes. we were not able to recap that one because we did it on Sunday night. That's this game point. was on Monday night. Mm-hmm. So um, as we talked about with um, on Sunday night, um, Kiffin was not there because he had a positive uh, COVID test, right. but he seems to be just fine. Um you watched this game. I did. I floated around. I you don't did. think I actually you sat some, down. Some floating. I don't yes. think I actually sat down and watched it. Right. So tell me, tell me about it. Ole Miss with a defense is a very, very interesting team. Okay. Very interesting. We're talking like possible 10 wins interesting. Okay. Because if you look at Ole Miss's schedule, it is not that overwhelmingly difficult but they're in the west but their two east games are at tennessee and vanderbilt so i mean you know if they're playing east tennessee state then maybe that's a challenge Mm -hmm. but you know because they beat vandy Mm -hmm. um you didn't really take to that comment no i didn't i wasn't paying attention because i was trying to think old mrs cross division rival is vandy Vandy. Mm -hmm. how in the world did that happen i think they're both like I would say Vandy and Ole Miss are the two frattiest schools in the conference. You think so? That's what I'm saying. That's okay. my take. I know so much about fraternities. I know. <laughs> Tell so me I, more about I'm that. really the expert. There's know. some Greek letters. Like there's a little alcohol and some service hours. I think Bama and uh, Georgia might rival that. But nah. Again, I don't think either of us nah. are experts on that. I'm going Ole Miss and Vandy. But no, they... And that's Listen, why they got paired together. I think there's a sure. caveat here because Ole Miss played um, Louisville, who, again, and I say this completely objectively, with no fan interest at all. He has clouding. a smirk on his face right I, now, I'm by saying the way. this objectively. Louisville's not good. They're going to be fine in the ACC. They'll win six or seven games because the ACC is trash. But they just did not look to be on the same field as Ole Miss. Matt Corral looks like the best quarterback in the country outside of Bryce Young. Um, He looked phenomenal. Ole Miss's receivers, who there was some thought they lost Elijah Moore. uh, They lost Kenny Yaboa, some of the really top talent on the outside. 
uh, they thought, well, they'll take a step back on offense. The receiving core looked great. Mm-hmm. Jerion Ely, who's their talented running back, really didn't get into the action that much. So, And this was all without Kiffin. Right. So, but what made it interesting, and I think what makes Ole Miss maybe the most intriguing team in the conference, is their defense looked really good. And last year, God bless them, they tried to stop teams. They did not do well. Mm-hmm. And they, they really looked the part. Uh, they, they brought in some transfers. I think there's one – Kid, I think Chance Campbell is a, a linebacker they brought in from, I think, Maryland, who looked really solid. And uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to beat Austin Let's Go P this week. Um, and they're going to be 2-0. and And that game at Tuscaloosa is not that far away. That's right. So, That's you know, right. we'll see. It'll be interesting. So, one thing, I'm going to pass this tea. I really want you to okay, drink I'm gonna, this Okay, I'm going to take, take a drink. Ben, I tried to get him to drink tea before. Because his voice is so scratchy. Tea is disgusting. Well, this is medicinal, okay? okay it's I'm like we tell our daughters. Here, and then I'm going to tell everybody how terrible it is. Okay. This is good audio of you drinking tea super slowly. That is so disgusting. It makes my voice and my throat feel so much better. I know. But it is so bad. Oh, look. It's like velvety smooth now. How do people enjoy tea? <laughs> it's so terrible. You like your voice now? <laughs> no, it's terrible. Let me, I'll have another drink. Okay. You have some apple cider in there. I do have apple I know, cider. You should have I'm going to go hit that up in a minute. Gosh. It's Why don't just you like just take the, it for the next two minutes? It's like the little things that you don't do that I ask you to do. Like drink tea and it'll make your throat feel better. This is terrible. But it, you Why feel you better. like this stuff? I could drink this all day long. There's nothing to it. I know. There's literally nothing to it. I know. I do like my sugary drinks. I was though. about to say. I do like, you my, can put I do sugar like my juices. In there. Goodness. Okay, anyways, one another thing coming out of the Old Miss game was a remarkable number of targeting calls. Oh, my gosh. It was. So this was a little bit above my head um, of, like, uh, rules and technicality of targeting and right. stuff like that. But I did see a lot of chatter um, about uh, controversy around is, is because all of the targeting calls seem to be legit. Yes. So uh, there's a lot of talk of, is this rule the problem? Because right. like, it's not the refs that is, that it's the problem. They are just enforcing the rule. They were not calling things that were not targeting, but <laughs> He just keeps drinking it, though, because it feels good on your throat. But it's so bad. Golly. Um, so as tell, tell me kind of what, what you've been, what you know about targeting and what you saw in the game. And if you have an opinion about, I saw David Pollock on Twitter was like, you can't, like, this is a terrible rule because, like, as a defensive player, you're going in with your shoulders and your head is on your shoulders. You can't control whether the uh, person with the ball or whoever you're tackling is going to move their head down at the last minute. Right. You know, like, right. you can't you can't foresee that. Um, so that was David Pollock's take. So that's that's going to be – that's my only – well, inside into this first of all targeting if you don't know targeting is a penalty it was brought into the game i don't know like three or four years ago something like that where basically if the defensive player leads with the crown of his helmet and tackles and and, and hits the offensive player in the helmet leading with his helmet then that is a 15-yard penalty and an automatic ejection 
Right. So that that player, that player gets taken. It used to be taken off the field. It was rather dramatic. Right, they had to like march They had them to like leave like, so, like they like, were like in shame. Right. Get the shame bell from Game of Which Thrones. Which was so dramatic. Right. But now they just have to sit out. Right. And the other. Uh, so so I don't think there's going to be a lot of people who have a problem with the rule. I think you have a good point in which the offensive player can literally literally lower their head at the last second and kind of just put their head out there and into the path of the defensive players that are coming to tackle. I don't feel that's necessarily fair uh, as well, but I think overall it's a good rule because well, it's, it's intended to – it's intended to help prevent long-term head injuries. Right. And I think that, you know, I don't, neither of us, of course, played football. So right. there's a level of this where we don't know the ins and outs of how um, you play the game. But it's the ejections part. It's the consequence that's so, that's so hard and so dramatic and drastic, right. it feels like. Right. So, you know, I think that it's a bit of extreme. I think we were talking about this the other night, and you disagreed with me. But I think that a player should get – basically, they should get what amounts to a yellow card in soccer. It's still a 15-yard penalty. And that yellow card continues with them throughout the season. And then if they get it a second time, then they get the ejection. Because it just seems so like – I mean, you could have the most blatant, unsportsmanlike penalty or roughing the passer or something like that. And it's – there was more ill intent in that play than there is in many targetings, mm -hmm. right? The vast majority of targets are not an extreme violation of the code of conduct. Right. Just happen with the angles to happen. So if you change the rule in that regard, I think a lot of people will be okay with it because now you're targeting, pun intended, repeat offenders, mm -hmm. right? And that if you've done this twice, it's now a pattern, mm -hmm. right? And that's, again... I would like to see them move in that direction because – and another thing with it is that if you get a targeting in the second half, you have to sit out the first half of the next game, mm -hmm. which I think is insane. Yeah. Although then it would encourage – I know the way they do it, but it still like seems to be a little bit overboard mm -hmm. in the competitive advantage of the game. Yeah. I mean, it definitely – it almost feels like they're like, we have this new rule. We're taking this very seriously, all this CTE – is that right? CTE stuff like the concussions, head injury, the long-term effects. Um, and to we're going to put this extreme consequence on it so you won't do it, right? But this is what I think. And this all goes back to the one summer that I lifeguarded. And there was this teen, these teenage boys that would come in every – day it felt like and they knew that they could get away with one flip into the pool before mm -hmm. i blew my whistle and then i told them not to do that so they would run in and the first thing they would do is a flip in the pool because they knew they could get away with one mm -hmm. and those boys are not much young, older younger than these players yeah. <laughs> and i feel like if you give them a buy then they know they can use that yeah, you know so if true. you're going for ill intent that's just asking someone to play the game Right, you know, and use it strategically. Mm -hmm. So that was that was kind of my take on it. But. Well, and that's a fair point for sure. And I think it's uh, it's tough to get that balance, especially when it comes to the competitive advantage. Uh, it ended up not affecting the, this game because Ole Miss was clearly the better team. I think it's something maybe to look forward or look to going forward is that at some point this year, 
there will be a targeting call that changes the nature of a game. Mm-hmm. And you just hope it's a clear targeting that the player was not the victim of angles or timing. And, um, and, and it, it, it comes out to be kind of the fair call, the fair time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. That's enough recap. This is a preview episode. <laughs> Gosh, oh, man. No, we're so fun this week. <laughs> I think Ben's choking up. All right, so we're going to look to week two. And last week, we didn't have any a lot of super exciting games outside of UGA and Clemson. Um, I think Ben's okay. Do you want some more tea? No, tea is disgusting. <laughs> so I think it helps you. Um, but y'all, it, this week is, is not much more exciting, as we kind of mentioned. The Mizzou-UK is about as exciting as so it gets. So you look at the schedule here, there's only one conference game, which of course last week there were none. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's that's interesting. The SEC, like the Big Ten, went big out of the box. They had Wisconsin, Penn State. They had uh, Iowa, Indiana. They had these really good matchups in week one. And, um, you know, the SEC's only got one conference game through the first two weeks. So right. it's kind of interesting how the, the schedule gets put together. Yeah, but, it's like it's like it has to do with money or something. It's like we're playing at these random places. Money and, doesn't matter in college football. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, so this is kind of the equivalent. This week is looks like the equivalent of use the old like bef- week before Thanksgiving, which traditionally the SEC teams got their FCS team in, which is like the Division two team. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we're gonna all play them like during this week, and everyone got really crabby about the SEC doing that. Mm-hmm. So it looks like, uh, at least in a couple of instances, the SEC teams are like, okay, we'll play them in week two. Yeah. So like the examples of that this week, out, you know, number one in the country, Alabama host Mercer, mm-hmm. uh, who's no going to, right, but they're going to be saying mercy um, within, you know, about five minutes. I said that joke the other day, and you didn't laugh the other day, and I think it's even funnier this time. Oh, I was like, oh, that, gosh, he's gone senile. He didn't realize that he already tried that joke on me. I'm going to try it again. This is my okay, notes. Okay, you can have those. Uh, uh, <laughs> so Alabama Mercer, we got Auburn playing Alabama State. Right. Uh, and then we also have Ole Miss against Austin P. Uh, LSU looking to recover from their terrible first week. Uh, is hosting McNeese, and I think nice. that's it for the. Um, Can I tell you about a fun fact about LSU? D two FCS games. Yes, I think it is too. Can well Georgia is UAB. UAB is D one. Is D one okay? Mm-hmm. Or South Florida is D one. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know this more than me. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to stop going through them. McNeese State. Yes. Coach O's son is the starting quarterback no, of that team. Really? That is what I read. Oh man! I hope that is was a um, accurate these? article and not from like two years ago. <laughs> okay, yes, I think that's true. I think I've read that. Yeah. Uh, what are McNeese's colors, and is it sissy blue? That oh, I don't question. know. Well, their their mascot is the Cowboys, so I'm guessing it's not well, sissy then it's blue. Probably definitely. But not the sissy Dallas blue. Cowboys are blue. Yeah, but that's not sissy blue. So I I don't know. Uh, uh, I wonder what Coach O's son mm, looks look like. Look at that. That's, that's close. Not sissy. That's, that's very close. Well, that looks like UK blue. So if you want to call it. that sissy, stop then. it right now. That's not UK blue. There's no way that's UK blue. Now what? that's UK blue. Yes, which is it's a very bold color. McNeese. Yes. State. 
These guys having a lot of fun. Where is McNeese State? I think it's in Louisiana. Yeah, it is. So why are they the Cowboys? Are there Cowboys in Louisiana? I don't know. This is like the Buccaneers argument all over again. I don't know. I'm not sure. Did you know that it was named after John McNeese, who was a a local educator? Oh, is this your dream as a local educator? Yes. One day, Osborne State will be a dominant. There is, we already have Osborne High School in this county. That's so. true. Those are my people. Yes. All right. So those are the FCS. Yes. Is that right? FCS mm-hmm. games. But then we also have some D1 that I didn't really realize there were D1 teams. Right. Um, like so UAB. Georgia, yeah. Georgia's playing UAB. Did you know the UAB program, this was like five years ago, it got shut down for a year. I do. I remember that. And then they came back and uh, almost beat Tennessee and like their first game back. It was hilarious. Uh, but in any case, we have, uh, like we said, Georgia UAB. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida's playing South Florida. Um, South Florida is terrible. Yeah. If it were Central Florida, I would be all in. Mm-hmm. But South Florida is real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina is playing East Carolina, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they care about that in the Carolinas. I don't. I don't know either. I don't think East Carolina is that good this year. They lost to App State last week, right? Thirty-three um, to nineteen. East Carolina, do you know their mascot? Is this the purple or is that Western? They are, they are purple. The East is purple. Yes. Okay, I get East and West Carolina. Okay. No, I don't. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. What is East Carolina? The mascot? Yeah. Pirates. Oh, high five. Well done. Uh, so that's another uh, matchup, kind of the equivalent D1 teams. Vanderbilt is on the road uh, at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. Blessings to Vanderbilt. Uh, and then Texas A&M is also... In Colorado, playing in Denver against the Buffaloes. How are the Buffaloes this year? I, uh, you know. Okay, they're yeah. just. I mean, they're there. Just buffaloing around. Yeah, you're doing buffalo things. Yeah. And, you know, the challenge would be potentially playing in the high altitudes because there's always. I, I don't really know if that's a thing. I think it is. I mean, sure, maybe. I think. Maybe I think. Run out of breath, like. Yes, I think. Now this is getting. I'm not a science person. So okay. this is getting Tell above my, my pay grade. I'm a social science person, but not yeah. that. Um, I yes, I think you the you have less oxygen. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, but does that like affect the team over the course of the game? Maybe. I yeah, don't know. I've never been. I to know that. that you can get that. You have to be careful with your alcohol intake. At okay. high altitudes. So A&M's players better not <laughs> go out and have a, a little party and Jimbo it up in, in Denver, whatever that means. Oh, wow. Jimbo it up? I'm not sure oh, what that I was going to say, is that to Jimbo Fisher? I uh, don't know. That was B. Yeah, oh, okay. That would be what I was leaning toward there. Uh, so, I feel like that's like the third time that I've explained your joke unintentionally after you said thanks. it. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. I'm sorry. Uh, so the, the games of note, I think that leaves about four games. Uh, the early game at noon of note is Tennessee hosting Pitt. Mm-hmm. What do you know about Pitt? Um, I can envision their little logo that just says Pitt. Wow, that is brilliant. Yes. I love that. I don't even know. Oh, they're the Panthers. They are. Um, they're in Pittsburgh. It, oh, wow, you're rolling And now. Yeah, Let's that's about it. gas. Listen, here's the thing. Pitt has an amazing track record at doing ridiculous things. They can be the. They're always six and six or seven and five. Mm-hmm. But once a year, they do something that just knocks the course of college football off of its axis. Oh wow! Usually, it's beating Clemson uh-huh. or challenging like whoever the best ACC team is that year. Uh, probably the best example was 2007, the greatest season of college football ever, where West Virginia was in position to go to the BCS national title game. 
this is just another era. It's like, what? what? Mm. And Pitt, huge rivals with West Virginia. They call it the backyard brawl. Okay, They used to play every year in the Big East. They don't play anymore. But uh, Pitt beat West Virginia mm-hmm. and uh, just ruined everything, brought, allowed LSU to come back with two losses and eventually win the national title that year. But it's going to be fun to see what Pitt does because it's never a dull moment with the Pittsburgh Panthers, at least once a college football season. And Tennessee, who knows, right? right. I mean, They're still proving they themselves, and this might this could be an interesting game. I think it's going to be – I think something ridiculous is going to happen here, and I think it's going to be something unfortunate and illogical will happen to Tennessee in the, in the fourth quarter, and Pitt will come out winning by a touchdown. Okay, interesting. Uh, so uh, then there's three night games. That are of note. Mississippi State hosting NC State, North Carolina State. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that matchup? Um, sure. As Bulldogs versus the Wolfpack. Oh, it's true. Right. Who you got in that matchup? Um, I have. Uh, I don't know. You know, this is a big game. It's it's at, in Starkville. Right. Um, and it, Mississippi State, as we talked about last week really does need to prove themselves because they didn't really do it last week. Right, right. NC State beat South Florida, which you say were terrible, but they beat them last week 45 to nothing. Right. So, but I have picked NC State before. Have they been in the March Madness? I feel like they have. NC yeah, they'll State, make the tournament. I feel like there's been a time or two I've put them going way too far in yeah. my bracket and yeah. I've come out feeling silly. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to, I'm going to, go with Mississippi State okay so my question to you was not so much who would win the football game but who would win the matchup between say a bunch of bulldogs and a pack of wolves (laughs) that's really what I was interested one okay yeah yeah well no it's literally bulldogs yeah 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 yeah. and then wolf pack yeah it's a pack of wolves I don't I mean you cannot ask me to not defend a bulldog. Yeah, but these are like the lesser bulldogs. I right? know. They they're like the them. cousin. But it's fine. We're there we'll still protect them. Okay. So you're gonna go with the bulldog. Yes, I'm gonna stick with Mississippi State. Okay. Right. You can go with your wolf pack. I wasn't wolf. going anywhere. You didn't ask me the question of whether I thought okay. a wolf pack was What what do you it was a very leading question, sir. So what do you think? Who do you think would win? Obviously, a pack of wolves. Are you serious? They're bulldogs. What are they going to do? Slobber on you? I mean, with that said, NC State has an amazing logo that they use sometimes for the, on their helmets. It's a wolf that's slobbering. Oh. It's kind of the you know the Arkansas logo they use sometimes, mm-hmm. where the pig is like frothing mm-hmm. at the mouth. NC State will use this mm-hmm. uh, logo sometimes on their helmets, and it's pretty amazing. All right. Yeah, I think that stuff. their, like, mascot – I think this is right. Their, um, like, dressed-up mascot is named Mr. and Mrs. Wolf. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, all right. So you got Mississippi State and NC State, um, which should be interesting. And then we've kind of briefly talked about Mizzou UK. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Well, I think it's going to be a really. I think it's going to be a great game, and we can only hope for the good guys to win. No, seriously. Um, I think it's uh, it's an important matchup uh, because a lot of people are saying that whoever loses this can't win the East. Well, that's not true. I mean, whoever loses could win the rest of their SEC games and they can win. But I think that you have a – I think if you're Florida, you're looking at this game and saying who is more likely to beat us because, you know, if you look at the West rotational games, Florida plays Bama, Missouri Mm -hmm. plays A&M, 
Kentucky plays LSU. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of like judge from there. But since Florida plays Bama, it's probably going to be a loss. Mm -hmm. So Florida knows that whoever wins this game, they definitely need to beat in mm -hmm. order to hold on to supposedly second if we're seeding the, the East title to Georgia, which I think most people are. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it's going to be a very important game. Uh, as the first SEC game of the year, again, I think the winner is is primed to get some buzz, uh, and uh, it should be an exciting contest. All right, and Ben will report back after the game yes. when we do our recap. Hopefully, with uh, with a voice that has yes, been, uh, hopefully, hopefully has been rescued. All right, so one last game that we haven't talked about, and that is Texas versus Arkansas. Yeah, so this is going to be fun, and there's a lot of history between these two teams yes they but they haven't played since 2014 there you go and the last time they played arkansas won Ooh. 31 to 7 interesting right i think it was a bowl game yeah i think it was maybe Sounds a texas right. bowl probably it was a texas bowl yeah. yeah um so yeah there's bad blood between texas and arkansas so yeah they both were in the southwest conference this was before arkansas moved to the sec in the early 90s uh and then of course texas the southwest folded and became the big 12 in the mid-90s. So uh, we know that these two are going to end up together again, probably starting next year as mm -hmm. Texas is coming to the SEC. Uh, that's weird to just say. I just said those words. But this is going to be fun. It's going to be a night game. This game will mean more to Arkansas uh, than it's Texas. It's in Fayetteville, right? right? I think it will be more to, to Arkansas than Texas. I think, though, for Texas, who looked good in their first week uh, in their game against Louisiana, I think it's a way to continue their momentum under their new coach. But for Arkansas with a win, this is a big game for Sam Pittman. Okay. <laughs> don't you love when I don't give you any reaction afterwards? Well, I thought you'd have a fun, appreciative story for Sam Pittman. I do. It is a big game for Sam Pittman, and I am all for Sam Pittman. I don't really care about Steve Sarkeesian, right, yeah. in his name? Yep. Um, even though we did find out – you know, way episode past that he has the same last name as Cher, which was, you remember that? I had forgotten that, and that still amazes me <laughs> in this moment. But they're not related, but he has the same last name <laughs> well, as Cher. Well, we'll see if Texas believes in a life after love after they, they well, I don't have anything. Yeah, I just had yeah. to drop that. But, yes, I'm I'm all for Sam Pittman. So I hope, I hope that they at least, it's a good game. That's what I'm hoping for, even if Texas wins or whatever. I just hope that it's a good game. So to close out this week, uh, we have a, a new segment that I wanted to uh, debut uh, before we wrap it up here and I go put my, uh, my voice on ice. Uh, and that segment is called Betting with Brittany. Oh, no. So you are a big sports better, right? No, I don't understand it. It makes no sense. What are we doing? I don't know. Like, do you, first of all, the idea of sports betting. Yeah. Well, what, what is your uh, stance on that? I mean, I am, I, I don't have a stance on that because I don't think about it. The only, my only experience with sports betting is horse gambling. Yes. And I have done that a dozen times probably. To, with any success? And I have never won. Never won once? Once. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like not once. So my luck is and i've i've like done the gambit i've i've picked the winner the guy who's supposed to win yeah. i've picked the guy who's supposed to lose i picked the guy in the you middle mean, you mean the horse not the guy right okay your first problem <laughs> might be you're you're betting on the jockeys it's really you're betting on the horses okay well whatever i 
You just I'm gotta look that horse in the really, eye and say, "I feel you. I'm gonna pick you." I maybe maybe that's my maybe that's my problem. You know, because you know they look go out and like you're supposed to like check out the horses and their powerful haunches, right? Yeah. And I just look at like the you look at the jockey. I do. I look at his uniform. With short men. <laughs> I look it's at interesting their psychology and what patterns. I like yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, I thought we would introduce you to the world of sports oh, betting. Jeez, this is gonna hurt my brain. I uh, know. There is some math, okay, and it's late. So, but I thought we could pick three games, mm-hmm. and you could bet on those three games, okay, and, and see how you do. What we'll do I get? Back. Uh, I I don't know. What What do you want to use as uh as currency for this? I don't know. I don't know. I was not prepared for this. Well, we don't know. have to worry about that. We can, okay. we can do that later. This is just the the. This the like spirit. can this be my practice round? And then okay, we can and maybe, then we'll do it yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. We'll okay. start for real. Okay, so when you see, if you look on the screen here, okay, uh, when you see a line for the game, you'll see a name of the team, uh-huh. and then you'll have minus so and so points. Okay. So what that means, for example, it says Georgia is minus twenty five and a half. Mm-hmm. That means Georgia is a twenty five and a half point favorite in that game. So why does it have minus? I don't know. I've never figured that out. Don't ask these questions. It's confusing. So they're a twenty five and a half point favorite. Okay. So what you So would- that means that people in Vegas think that they are gonna win by twenty five and a half points. More or less, yeah. More is that yes? Yeah, I mean yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. For the purposes of this conversation. Okay. Yes. It gets more complicated than that. It's a little bit more, but let's just keep it simple. Okay. All right. So that's like at twenty five and a half. Mm-hmm. So basically, you would bet on if Georgia could cover the spread. What? Which means that they would win by more than twenty five and a half points. So if you believe that Georgia would win. By 26 points or more against UAB, mm-hmm. you would put your money on Georgia. You're really enjoying this. So I that means, tell. so covering the spread, what is the spread? What the are you spreading? The spread, butter. The That's spread, what I'm imagining. The spread is the point mark. Okay, well, why don't you just say it's over or under that? Why do you have to spread? You're not spreading. This isn't a verb. It's a noun. Okay, let's okay. get our grammar correct. We're not spreading anything. Okay. All right. So, again, the spread is 25 and a half points, which means that you can pick Georgia to cover it, which means that they will win by more than 25 and a half. They really, like, this verbiage is super confusing. So forget the verbiage. Okay, like okay. you're getting in the weeds. Okay, here. okay, okay. So, if they cover the spread, that means I think they're going to win by over 26 points. 26 points or over. Or more. Okay. Right. right. So what am, what am I doing right now? So if you think then Georgia will win by less than that, or if UAB would win, mm-hmm. you would pick UAB. Okay. So I don't have to pick a number. Like, no, no. I think they're going to win by 22. No, you don't okay. have to pick a number. No. Okay. So I just say yes or no. Right. And if you say yes, that means that you would pick Georgia. Mm-hmm. If you say no, you don't think they'll cover it, that means you'd pick UAB. Okay. So well, basically, I can't pick UAB, so I'm going to pick Georgia. So you think Georgia will win by more than 26 and, or 25 and a half points? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we'll do that. Okay. Let's do Kentucky. So Kentucky's line, they're minus five. Okay, so that means that they, people in Vegas, think that Kentucky's going to win by five points. Yes. <laughs> You're saying yes because that's not I right. I just don't want to break everyone's brain. <laughs> Um, okay, so do I think, are you, do you want to hear this right now? Like, what if I picked Missouri? I don't care. That could still mean that Kentucky would win. Okay. Because they oh. win by less than five points. Gosh, why is this, why can't you just pick who's going to win or not? Because it's not like 
not every game is a 50 50 meaning that oh like uab right that makes it that makes it with everybody would just pick georgia everyone would pick georgia now you can do a bet called a money line bet Mm -hmm. which means that okay i'm just gonna pick georgia to win Mm -hmm. you would get like a very small rate of return on that because obviously they're gonna win but if you went uab money line Mm -hmm. uab Mm won you'd make a lot of money because the odds are so small that they win yeah so what do you think on kentucky are you gonna take kentucky at minus five so what if i think kentucky's gonna win by more than five then you would take Kentucky. Okay, I'll take Kentucky. Okay. And then let's pick one uh, one last one. Which let's one are you going to pick? Pitt. Do Pitt. So Pitt's at minus three. So the, okay. So are you going to take, basically, if you think Tennessee, now again, it's a, this is at Tennessee. I know, so but think, I really think Pitt's going to win, but then I just did over on all of them. Is that not exciting? No, not necessarily. Okay. So I'm going to do Pitt. Okay. Okay. So you think Pitt's going to yeah. win by three points or more? So South Carolina is only minus 1.5. Yep. But I just said that East Carolina was bad. Have you seen South Carolina? They're starting a grad assistant and quarterback. <laughs> this is not exactly a top team right now. I guess and so. And it's at East Carolina. Okay. So. And NC State is minus 2.5. Right. So that's a game. Yeah, but we talked about that game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Okay. So. I might win. Can, can we like, who do I call? Do you have like a bookie? Isn't that what they're called? Do I have a bookie? What <laughs> illegal activities do you think I'm participating in? <laughs> Is that the right term? A bookie? Yes, a bookie. Yeah, yes. so they like put in their little bookie. <laughs> they put it there. What a... <laughs> <laughs> they put my bet in their little bookie. In their little bookie. Is that why they're called a bookie? And they I keep like. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I bet that's right. I'm gonna cough again. <coughs> okay. I bet that's right. Is I bet that they add a little, little bookie. bookie. <laughs> like I'll put you a little. All right, we'll call a little bookie. Damien. Okay. Why Damien? I don't Do know. I just pulled... a bookie name. Yes, that's our bookie. Okay. <laughs> or Devin. Bookie. You're, da- you're dangerous with vocabulary. You don't know. <laughs> like that's it. We should put a disclaimer. We are using words we don't understand. Okay, so Brittany's betting. <laughs> Okay, let's get excited. So uh, I think we should. Is so? Is this going to be a practice week? I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about my picks now that I kind of understand what's going on. Okay, so you're, again, you're taking Pitt mm-hmm. at minus three. Uh, you're taking Georgia at twenty five and a half, mm-hmm. and you're taking Kentucky at five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going the over on all three. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll report back uh, on Sunday night. Okay. And, and see exactly where it comes see out. See how much money. So, like, okay, we can talk about this later about yeah. how you would do money. Yes. That's a whole nother thing of how much you put down. So, and usually stuff. when it's the spread, uh-huh. it's basically even odds. Okay. Uh, which means that if you put like $25 down on the pit, Tennessee, for mm-hmm. pit to cover, then if you win that, you would get $25 plus the 25 you bet. So you'd come out of it like with fifty dollars after you made the bet. So it'd pay okay. back fifty. Yeah, that you hurts my original. brain a little bit. So well, we'll I mean, to, we'll have to go I mean, it. not really. It's basically like think of it this way: it's twenty-five dollar bet. You put it on spread for pit to cover. Uh, if you don't win that bet, you lose twenty-five dollars. Uh-huh. If you win it, you get twenty-five dollars plus your original bet. So if I put a hundred dollars down, I would be a hundred dollars out if I lost, but I would win two hundred dollars. Uh no, <laughs> well no you'd win two hundred dollars if you already assumed that that money was gone. 
Right. So you win $100, but you get $200 right. at right. the end. Right. Okay. After you okay. make the bet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. So we've started Brittany's gambling addiction. I'm excited. Are you? This. I don't yes. know. I can be pretty impulsive. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. So, um, yeah, games this weekend. We're really excited. Um, I'm going to go rest my voice and try to recover. I uh, also have a school day tomorrow, and I have not prepared. So, Well, we got that. things to do then. I yeah. might be asleep by the time the music stops playing. <laughs> <laughs> so We'll test it out. So I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. Bye.